how are you? We fine. Look, say hi. Hi, Eliza. Hi. Hi. You in a good mood today. We're just waiting on Elizabeth. Hi. Hi. I'm glad you're talking because some people was asking why is she not talking? Girl, let's, let's not be petty. So this actually is not going to be really long because I have company over, but I do okay. want to talk about some terminology because some people, they don't know how to talk to us. They say the wrong things. And I always find myself correcting them. Hi, Elizabeth. How Hello. I hope you're having a beautiful day. Like I a damn. Like settled babies in down. their belly. You so, said what? Someone, no, someone just asked, uh, did she have a tube in her belly? Yeah, see, and that's what we could talk about. Okay, so it's oh, me, wow. Lola, Elizabeth, and Candace, and y'all know we are the parents of three wonderful children. Okay, I'm the parent of Braylon. Well, actually, Elizabeth has four kids, so it's just not three kids. But and yes. Elizabeth is the parent <laughs> is the parent of Victor, Ezra, Sylvia, and Zion. And Candace is the is the parent of Alasia, Miss Alasia the preemie. So um, basically, today I want to talk about the terminology, okay. like how to speak to someone that you may see that has a child that has a special ability or quote unquote a disability. You know, mm-hmm. um, some people may see our children and they may just stare. Staring is not okay, people. It's actually kind of rude. You That's as very adults rude. should know not to stare at anybody. Okay, your mom taught you that when you were ten. <laughs> um, something else that is really rude people say hey what's wrong with your child or what's wrong with him or what's wrong with her mm-hmm. it's not what's wrong with them the term is what is your child's diagnosis you know mm-hmm. we have to teach people because people just don't know so um, my experience I think I've talked about this before when we went to Myrtle Beach for Braylon's birthday in November and everybody was just staring. I mean, it was like one of the worst experiences that I've had. I actually got a little bit overwhelmed for the first time ever being out with Brilla. And I usually don't get overwhelmed. But mm-hmm. that, that weekend, I got overwhelmed one time. And I just had to... Brilla was upset. He got tired. <laughs> I him and we went back to the condo. And we decided to just rest for the rest of the day. Because it was too much going on. Mm-hmm. I think we the reason why we do this... Yeah. Who don't have children that have special abilities, so they will know when you do see a family with a child with a special ability how to, if you want to ask them a question, how to properly ask the question, how not to stare, how how to come at that family, you know. So, what is y'all's take on that? Uh-uh. Go ahead, Candace. <laughs> oh, oh no, yeah, I agree with you because, like, you know, you say they'll say, "What's the the thing in their throat?" Or like, yep. you know, the one viewer that said. Um, did she have a tube in her belly? Or, you know, when you say, can she talk? And, you know, you can ask about, really, it's called, like, the speaking valve. But, like, mm-hmm. one person, you know, did say, did she have a speaking valve and stuff like that. So some of them, you know, it's getting the terminology, but then you got some that's still asking, what's that in her throat? Or, you know, what's that? Is they probably, you know, just those little certain things. And I just want everybody to know there's not a problem with anyone asking questions, but it's not what you ask, it's how you ask, Mm because there's always a way to speak to people. And I feel like people fail to realize that there is a proper way and there's always proper technology. So that's why we are here today. Me, Candace, and Elizabeth, we're going to teach everybody proper, excuse me, terminology. You know, I love doing this. I love teaching people what I know because it, 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 it enlightens people and it helps other people to know what they need to know to make the world a better mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. 
So um, what was said to me today that I thought was really important? Oh, God, I should have this down because I really did forget. It's something that was said to me today that really gave me the idea for this talk because I really did not have a topic until I spoke to Elizabeth and me and her were talking about something. And I said, you know what? We need to talk about this because people honestly don't know because they weren't taught and we should be the teachers. But I can't think of what it was. Uh Uh-oh. I can't think of what you said. I drew a blank. Uh, I hate drawing blanks because it makes me feel unprepared. (laughs) Yes, I am drawing a blank. Um, Oh, oh, it came to me and then it left. Oh, gosh. Okay. We talk about Braylon. We talk about Victor. Mm -hmm. I forgot. I have forgotten. Why are you thinking? But how... How is every oh everybody? So next Wednesday night, I probably won't be able to do the podcast because Brillin will be in the hospital having a procedure, and I know I'm gonna be tired and he's gonna be tired. So I will probably try to do a makeup day instead, but I know for a fact that next Wednesday night is not gonna be a good night for me to do the podcast. Okay. No problem. Yeah, because we're gonna be at the hospital. <laughs> and I know it's gonna be like a lot for him and just- yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's he gonna will. be tired, and he probably gonna want me to sleep in the bed with him and all. Yep. No he will. Okay, so um, let's talk some terminology. So the thing, quote unquote, the thing in the throat is called a trach. And how it's spelled? T A C H. Yep. Short Go ahead. for tracheotomy, which is That's the surgery right. that has to be done. That's that right. Spelling. No. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah. Elizabeth is a hunk. <laughs> that gets me. Uh, the Elizabeth is a hunk. Trach. T R A C H. Yes. That's the quote unquote thing in the throat. And it's not in the throat, it's in the trachea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And the, the hole itself is called a stoma. Stomach. Just like the hole in the stomach. It's also called a stoma. Mm-hmm. And that's the G-tube. The G-tube is the quote-unquote thing in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all definitely have to learn how to respect our kids because they're humans. They're just like you. They're a human being. They just born prematurely. Right. Mm-hmm. I think uh, for me, the hypersensitivity to the point where I mean, there are a lot of children on the face of this earth that mm-hmm. are facing life-threatening illnesses. Yeah. Yep. But our children aren't, thank the Lord, are not that's it, among right. that group. That's what I wanted so to please. tell you about, Elizabeth. That was the topic that we were discussing earlier. Yes. Thank you for bringing it back. Go back. Go ahead, Elizabeth. No problem. It's <laughs> just, it. I mean, it is very sweet and very kind when people... Oh, you know, Lord heal him. And- or poor thing. Right. Yes, I hate like, that what? poor thing. Because I, I seen that on yours, Lo. I mean, yeah, on yours. And I'm like, poor thing, what are you talking about? Poor, yeah, and, poor I, thing. and somebody said that to Brillen one time. I said, there's nothing poor about my child. My child is very blessed. <laughs> and y'all, for me, when people always send the care emoji, I can't stand that. <laughs> I really can't. <laughs> I can't stand it. For everyone listening, we're just teaching you guys how y'all should come to our children and come to us as mm-hmm. trick parents. You know, parents with children who have G2. And all parents, you know, who children have any type of special needs. Because honestly, we are blessed. 
Our yes. children have the diagnosis that they will eat, that they are, and that they will, mm-hmm. and that they have outgrown. Right. So when they're 16, 17 years old, they're not going to have a trick. They're not going to have a D2. They're going to be walking and talking and yep. playing and running. You know, cognitively, they're up there, you know? So, mm-hmm. yes, they may be behind a little bit developmentally on sitting up or standing or running, right. you know? Yeah. And eating. But when they get to a certain age, they'll be all caught up. So I think people need to understand that our children are not like everybody else's children. They're their own human being. And that the diagnosis that they do have is a diagnosis that they are and will grow out of. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that we're think we're we as parents are very thankful that the technology that exists. Right. that now we can have our children because who knows what it would have been like 50 years ago or you know like yeah, I agree when when other people say oh help him or bless him you know I'm praying it's like that may be more fitting for, for another child right for someone that you know has to live with the trait forever right. Right. Like, our kids, we, they have traits now they're going to, you know, get decanned. It's, it's not like this is going to be, they have this trick forever. They have the G2 forever. Oh, and it's let not- me explain what decan means okay. because a lot of people don't know. <laughs> decan is short for decannulation. Oh, God, I can't tell. And that just simply means as when their children are ready for their trick to come out, they take the trick out of the stoma, you guys, not the hole in the throat. <laughs> they take the trick out the stoma. And that the, the hole in the throat or the stoma naturally closes on its own in most cases. But sometimes if it does not close on its own, then they have to go in and get it closed. Mm-hmm. So that's what the decan process is. Yep. You know what I found kind of rude the other day that this is all, this is what we need to talk about. (laughs) Please do not try to diagnose us and do not try to diagnose our children on social media. Please. Oh, yeah. It's so rude. We've already received diagnosis from their doctors. We've already seen, talked to their therapist, and their therapist knows what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. Our children see doctors, real doctors with real degrees, with real MDs and LPNs and all mm-hmm. of the other right. behind their name. Like, and even though I, you know, there's some people that I don't really agree with the MUSC. MUSC got some of the best doctors, okay, that come from they all do. over. All over. So when I say that our children have been di- and this is for me and Elizabeth, because I don't know, I know Candace's daughter is in a different state, Indiana, right? Y'all went to yeah. hospital, Indiana. Uh-huh. I know for a fact that me and Elizabeth, our child was at MUSC, and they have been diagnosed with what they have been diagnosed with, which is the pulmonary hypertension and the chronic lung disease. Yeah. Don't come and try to diagnose our children with something else. Somebody's going to come on my page and try to diagnose Uh-oh. and there's nothing against they said- oh. any diagnosis now. I'm not saying that because right. I have family members who have autism, but don't yeah. diagnose my child with autism because he's not autistic. Right, because they get tested. If they was autistic, it it would have already been diagnosed. Thank don't you. you. Think you know, yep. we go to the hospital at you know in doctor's appointment, so Thank they were already did that test. We would know Thank that. You. And and they had because you know what? When Braylon was two, I asked them to do it. I asked them to do the evaluation. That's very I, smart. I, I, I'm a proactive parent. I would like to know what I'm right. doing. Right. Yeah. Into. Some parents, they're scared. They're in denial. Exactly. But when Braylon was two, I asked them. He did a, uh, what's it called, like a genealogy thing where they had to make sure again that he was not diagnosed with Down syndrome. And they also did an autism test 
as well. But somebody in Greenville came down and did that test. Yeah. And he had seen his doctors and his therapists, mm-hmm. and they all said that he has not he has not been diagnosed with autism, I'll- and he acts like a three year old toddler. Boy. Yeah, he do. He does. He really does. And then I find it really rude when people down <laughs> try to diagnose with me with Mauthausen disease or whatever it's called. Oh yeah, I've yeah. Seen that. I don't yeah. know what that is. Yeah, that's the disease where people fake like their child is sick for pi- for pity. I don't need pity. That's stupid. Exactly. No. I'm here to teach people how not to be ignorant about autism and their diagnosis. That's all I'm here to do. God told me to do this, sweetheart. So don't no. ever try to diagnose me with anything either. This is a this is mom talk. We're gonna talk about some real stuff on mom talk. Okay, wait. Okay, so another thing we need to talk about is so I know I seen it on you know Elizabeth Live and then one on your live. So for your live, they keep asking about you know the medicine. Oh like, yes, the medicine. And then yeah. you know, on Elizabeth Live, they keep asking, Are you you know, are you a single mom? Why do you know these questions shouldn't keep getting asked? Yep. Oh. Yep, I do agree. Um, why does it matter if we were single parents? Our children are getting taken care of properly. That's, That's all, all that matters. Our children are getting t- taken care of. And why do y'all need to know exactly what type of meds our children are taking? Yeah. We don't have to disclose that. I'm, I'm already disclosing about my child just by showing you how I suction him. That's true. Enough information about my child just by showing you what type of feed he gets. Mm-hmm. Why I'm already showing enough information about my child by going live at his doctor's appointments. Yes, Why <laughs> I need to show you what type of medicine does he get. That's that's his private medicine. Mm-hmm. I'm not that to him because he has to grow up. At the end of the day, he got to grow up. Facts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It, it, some things we are doing this to inform people about right but not to things, just broadcast everything <laughs> exactly and some things we are uncomfortable telling you all because honestly we're, we're all family and god but we don't really know everybody no. like that. yeah we're doing this for the women and the parents that because of society feel mm. uncomfortable yep admitting that yes, I'm my child is in the NICU, the PICU. I'm I'm not sure what the doctors are saying, and I need some help from real right. people to understand yeah. what's going on. I need to talk to somebody who has been in my shoes. Yes, who has been in my shoes. Yes, I need to talk to a mom who has a child that has a trick because I don't know what a trick is. Yes. I need to see videos of how to do a trick change because. I don't think I can do it at home mm-hmm. by myself. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that is why we're doing and it. And that's why we do it because when we were in the hospital, we did not have lives to go look at to see trait care and to see right. treat daily. We did not have lives to go look at to see how it is to be with a child all day long that has a trait that's on event. We didn't no. have that to go yeah. look at. So we started to do it for the, pe- for, for the people that's coming after us. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And especially, you know, for the parents, because like before the kids come home, we have to do that, you know, overnight stay. Right. That, that'll let you know, you know, if you can do it. So like it. when they, you know, when they keep asking about this single, you know, single parent, it doesn't matter if you're a single parent or not. If the doctor knew you couldn't handle Victor, they wouldn't have sent, you know, discharged him to go home. 
Yeah. And that's what a lot of people, I guess, don't realize. We have to prove, <laughs> essentially prove ourselves. Yeah, we do. To the to medical the community before not, we can just, leave with our child. Yeah. And not even just the doctors, because people fail to realize that there's caseworkers that work yes, at the hospital that, mm-hmm. that watch us. Yes. To make sure that, that they're comfortable with us taking our own right. child home. Yes. Mm-hmm. And how long is that? What, 48 hours? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 48 hours. Well, you can't, the, the most you can leave to do is get something to eat. Yeah. Yes, yeah, because I know it. a couple parents that, you know, they failed it a couple times and, you know, they had to do it again. You oh, can't gosh. Be, you know, falling asleep or miss some like medicine like or anything like that. Yeah. I think what helped me was the fact that I was at the hospital every day, anyways. Yep. The only yep. thing that changed was I just slept there. So before I was doing my stay, mm-hmm. I already was asking the nurse, okay, it's time for Brillen's meds. Can I get yep. his meds? It's time for Brillen's speed. Can I get his speed? Yeah, you got to show them. Before. Beforehand. Mm-hmm. So all we really did was me and DeMarco just slept on the floor. And when it was time oh, for gosh. Meds, oh, yeah, we slept on the floor. Me and DeMarco had. That's horrible. What? And you, MUSC floors are not comfortable. <sighs> we slept on the floor. Yep. <laughs> so, well, y'all don't even know this. When <laughs> we did Victor's, it was me, Victor's father, and Zion. And we had been in the hospital probably for that whole week. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we all did. <laughs> Man. Yeah. <laughs> so when you see videos of Zion and his feet and yep. such, yeah, she trained yeah. too. She wanted oh, to. Oh, wow. That's, right. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. It is. Yes. <laughs> like last week, like DeMarco said, he was working. Even with the 48-hour stay, that Friday, he had to work. So as soon as he got off work at 7, his didn't start until 7 o'clock when he got to the hospital. Mine had already started that, that morning because yep. I did it all morning. Yeah, and that's how they his, did it. Yep, his didn't start until he got off at 7 o'clock and got to the hospital. So his started like a couple of hours after mine or whatever. Yeah, But they wanted to make sure that we could comfortably take care of our yeah. child. We had to take him out, put him in the car seat, put him in the stroller, yep. walk mm-hmm. him outside, put him in the car, bring him back into the hospital. Put the, the, the vent and stuff together, yep. know, yep. know the put terminology. Yeah, yes. we had to uh, break the vent down and everything. Yep. Learn. We had to show them that we a could learn circuit yep. and everything. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, oh, you just go home. No, they got to no. make sure you know what you're doing. You got to prove that you could take your baby home. Actually, yeah. they yeah. had a checklist with dates. Yep. The nurses had to sign. Two nurses or something had yep. to sign yep. off. Yep. Yeah. I still have Brilla's checklist. I have a I do too. Checklist. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people don't really understand what it <laughs> no. is. We just don't willy-nilly just take our kids home. Yes. At, yeah, there are kids, but technically... When they're in the hospital, they're a ward of the state. Yeah, right. they're right. resident. Yeah, resident of you know, like the hospital. Until yeah, they are. you know, discharge. They are. They really are. I was looking at some paperwork, and they um had asked me about something, and basically when I it was like Medicaid paperwork, yeah, and they yeah. were basically saying in the paperwork that he was kind of like in a long term stay, like a nursing home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's basically what's going on, and we have to prove. You wouldn't think that a parent would have to prove that they had that no, so they could take their child home. But yes, yeah. we had to prove that we were equipped to take care of our child to take them home. And yeah. I'm just glad that I was able to be there, you know, to take to learn how to take care of them. Yeah. We had to. 
Yeah, we had no choice. You we know, had like no some, choice. You even see NICU kids there, like, you know, some parents, they'll have the kids or, you know, they be out on drugs and stuff. You see so many different people there. Yeah. Like, you know, it's a lot to learn. Some parents don't even want to learn the kids. Nope. Mm-hmm. They just leave the baby and then, you know, the, the kid can get adopted. It's a whole yeah. bunch of stuff that goes on yeah. in the NICU. Yeah. You believe how when Braylon was in the NICU, told me if their parents early, if their parents feel like that's not the perfect child they want, they will yeah. leave the child there because yeah. the child was born prematurely and let the child go into the foster care system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, like, you can't, I don't know if every hospital, but I know most hospitals, you can't, the kid can't go home unless it's two two caregivers. It can't yeah. be one parent. Because <laughs> yeah. that'll delay the discharge. Specifically, and they said, if there's not two people to mm-hmm. complete the training, yep. sign off on everything, mm-hmm. th- that child would have to go into foster care. Yep. yep. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. They are not playing. Like, they don't play with these kids. These they kids. don't. Yeah. I think people don't realize that this is a serious thing. You know, yes. we're thankful that our kids, I'm thankful that Brillen has the diagnosis that he has. Yeah. Because it could have been worse how I mm-hmm. feel. Yeah. A lot worse. A lot worse. So that's really my mindset with Brillen. So when people ask me, like, do um do you ever feel like like um it's, it's a question that somebody asked me either today or yesterday i said no you know what i said i can honestly, honestly say i don't feel like that because it could have been worse and i yeah. really am glad for who Braylon is because yeah. he has made me grow in different ways he has humbled me as a person yeah you know? and people, to be an advocate. and i always tell this story like when I was, uh, like, I think I was, like, 23 weeks, like, right? It was, like, a couple of days before I had Brilliant. Like, I probably was, like, 24 weeks and four days or something pregnant with him. I saw a St. Jude's commercial. And you know, all yeah. those commercials, the kids are looking so sad. Yeah. yeah. One kid on oxygen. It was one kid on oxygen. And he was, like, pulling his oxygen tank. And he was so little. And I asked God, I said, God, how can someone let their child live like this? Y'all, and I promise you, he said to me, I'm going to show you. Mm. I'm going to show you. And I always say, like, Brillian has humbled me because you never know what's going to happen. And, like, a couple of days later, I ended up being in the hospital. Yeah. Because I was really asking, you have to be careful what you ask God because God will answer. Yeah, that's true. I said, God, I'm watching the commercial. I said, God, how can somebody let their child live like that? I see how because guess what? That's your child. You love them, and you're gonna yeah. let them in any way, shape, or form. You have to let them live unconditionally with that mm-hmm. love. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Is there any other terminology we need to speak on? <laughs> Sometimes I think every day we see something that we want to correct, and I think people when I talk, they take my tone for being rude. I'm yeah, never they do. Being rude. I'm never being rude. This is just how I talk. Candace yeah. probably thought that when she first met me. Yeah. But then she learned that I'm not rude. This is just really how I talk. And I try to enunciate my words so people will understand me. Because if I talk like I'm from Charleston, 
Elizabeth, how do us Elizabeth move to Charleston and how do Charleston people talk to Elizabeth? People generally do not understand people from Charleston. Nope. We really don't because we talk so fast, our words are really Yeah, because we're together. So like my boyfriend, when he you know watched the live, he's like, Is she from Jamaica? And it's no. well, I'll answer this for you. It's uh South Carolina and Georgia has sea islands and when people came from our our ancestors came from Africa, mm-hmm. uh, we came in through the ports of right here in Charleston, South Carolina. That's right. So the because the sea islands are were at that time very separated from the mainland because black people don't swim, <laughs> and right. back then there were there were no bridges. There are bridges now. Mm-hmm. Our African dialects really remained intact. So when you hear people from Charleston talking, it's a lot of African dialect too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you go downtown, you can hear somebody say, "Man, I ain't need much know what you much talking about right now." You know, <laughs> and like you have to be from Charleston to really understand what they're saying. That's true. Like, and if you make somebody from Charleston mad, you really not about to understand what they're saying. So that's no. why I talk the way I talk, and I try to talk. And my mom raised me like this. She, my mom is very proper. Put me in etiquette classes and everything. So wow. she raised me to know how to drop my dialect so that other people can understand me. Because she yeah. know it's a whole nother world out there. It's just not Charleston. Yeah. So I have to talk the way I talk. And when I am talking, people automatically think that I'm being rude when I actually try to break stuff down so that people will understand me. You have to. Mm-hmm. If people only knew. Like, yeah. If people only knew how I really could be talking to them, okay? No, because I went on your live one day and you were mad. I was like, oh, Lord. Yeah, they, they had All me the mad. The came out. They had me mad about something. It had to be something about my boy they had me mad about. And I had to let them know, oh, don't play gosh. I'm, I'm not the one. And DeMarco always be like, stop. He just be saying, stop. And I be like, y'all lucky that DeMarco came on here because I'm going to stop. Yeah, I, I watched the live when he was out there before you said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I like when he talk Gucci, though. I love when he talks so Gucci. Oh, my God. I like when I hear Charleston men talk Gucci. Especially when they can switch it up. I really like that. I want to get a whole history lesson on that too, because a lot of people don't understand um Charleston and the geechiness and what it's mm-hmm. about. I mm-hmm. need to. It's freaking awesome. Like we brought <laughs> our people brought over certain crops, certain mm-hmm. the words that that are now part of the English language that we would have never known. Like mm-hmm. it's really amazing. It is. Everybody, if you have not visited Charleston, South Carolina, please yeah, I need visit. to and, and just visit. Don't move here because we don't have enough land for that. <laughs> no, don't move here because don't, y'all don't driving the cost of living up. Yeah, y'all <laughs> it was hard. It was so hard to find an apartment. Sure. We're, we're not exaggerating, right, Elizabeth? Y'all have made no. the I recently moved to Charleston. Y'all have made the cost of living go up a hundred thousand dollars. And now I can't afford to buy a house, okay? And it's taking me longer to move into the house that I want because I gotta find 
Four months someplace. Yeah. Please don't move here. Don't Just move. Visit. Just <laughs> and visit. And we advise you not to come in the summertime because it gets to 110, 120 it's degrees. <laughs> and we got right. bugs. So. Oh, yeah. We got lots. Oh, those mosquitoes are terrible. Do y'all got those flying? I think, I don't know if they call. They look like roaches, but they are, they probably oh, not call cool. roaches. I know Jordan. Oh, like water bugs? That, that's what they might be. If you I call them palmetto bugs, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, I hate them, and we really yeah, only like see them. them when it's raining. After yeah. it rains, and it's really in the summertime because I didn't see none yesterday. I, in the summertime, when it rains, I see them outside greeting me at the door, and I'm yeah. like, "You're not coming inside here." Yeah, because <laughs> Georgia had that bad when, yeah. when I stayed up there. Uh uh. Georgia is hot. It was a lizard at my door. I told you. Yes, you did. Oh, scary stuff. It didn't want me to go to Victor's appointment. It was just all there. <laughs> I was so uh-uh. scared. Oh no, like so it's stuff in the south, y'all. <laughs> yeah. There's frogs that's sitting at the door waiting for you, all of that good stuff. Oh yeah. I guess we gotta stay where it's cold at Laysia. <laughs> y'all, y'all got tornadoes. It's pretty here. Like, there are dolphins here. Like, how yeah. cool is that? Me and DeMarco went on a dinner cruise of Charleston Harbor for my birthday a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And the dolphins were in there and they were going up and down, up and down. It was cute. It was cute. Uh-huh. Cool. Now, Charleston is really beautiful, you guys. It really is. Especially, it is. it's hot in the summer, but it's beautiful in the summer. Uh, yeah. It's just really humid. It gets humid. Um, yeah. Fall, spring. It's absolutely beautiful. You're going to see everybody with their polo shirts on and their short pants and their sperries walking around downtown <laughs> yeah. enjoying life. You're going to see everybody. I really like being a Southern Belle. I do. I, can I do, throw, too. I can throw my little Southern Belle accent on there for you guys. Oh, I yes. I really like being a Southern Belle and dressing up in my good clothes, you know? <laughs> but, <laughs> but it gets hot down here. It really does get hot. And I think that's a part of it. We face so much in the South. Oh, yeah. Like, just just living on a daily basis is already hard. Oh, yeah. And then to have people look at us funny about our children gives it that much more, I don't know, there comes a point, a breaking point, like, it's too much. Yeah. People don't understand, like, like I said, when we went to, I couldn't figure out if they were staring at us, honestly, because we were a black family on vacation, if they were staring at us because they had a child that was on a vent, or if they were staring at us because they have never seen a dad take his family on vacation. I don't know. I was yeah. confused all of why the they were staring at us. All of the above. <laughs> mm-hmm. He said all of the above, and it's really yep. sad because if you don't, if you don't live in the South, you're not going to understand. Yeah, people may be listening to this and they may be denying it, but you're not in my shoes. You're not in our shoes, so you can't yeah. deny what I'm saying. You right. can't say that it's not true because for some people, the South is still the South, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's still the South. <laughs> and that's never going to change. It's never going to change. No matter who's the president, no matter who's the governor, no matter who's in the Senate, the South is always going to be the South, baby. And that, like, we... We don't get a lot of. We're doing this in uh in part, a large part, is there aren't advocacy advocacy groups and nope. our voice is not. There is no. There are no voices around that mm-hmm. can really say 
anything, any type of experience with any information with uh, insurance, mm-hmm. special hey! programs our children qualify for, special uh-huh. incentives, like, I mean, even like how you got the, the medical grade bed, like, and the stroller. Those mm-hmm. things are secrets. Yeah, I had like, to find that out myself. Yeah. The stroller, the stroller, we're actually supposed to get that before we leave the hospital. You know, they didn't tell me that. I found that out once I got home, once I talked to um, the guy, who the mobility guy. He was like, yeah, you should have gotten this when you left mm-hmm. the hospital. No. See, at the hospital, they said, oh, you need to get a double stroller. Yep. We're not telling you which one to get, but this yep. is what we suggest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I didn't know about it until PT. Like, you know, PT, they can write scripts about, like, the strollers. Yeah. That's how I knew about it. But, like, one of the moms that was uh, here in town, she let me, you know, use hers for a little bit. But then, you know, I didn't need it anymore. But, like, I didn't even know about it was something. uh, Oh, it was this certain kind of food laser that she was on, the real food blend. I didn't Uh even know, you know, I could have got that either. But the co-founder, I ended up finding her in the g-tube group and she helped me push that you know the medicaid strip through to get it approved because medicaid kept you know denying it she oh, ended, wow. i don't know what she did on her end but you know she got it approved it's a lot of stuff you know they don't tell us about they we just got to find out like in other groups or you know our resources. we got to figure it out really so that's and that's another reason why i am an advocate for oh elizabeth lesson she'll be by that's another reason why I'm such an advocate for us trick moms and our trick our trick toddlers because a lot of the stuff that we got and that I got for Brilliant, I had to get that stuff. That's why I go live and I roll and I off his bath chair because there is a parent that's at home that may need the same thing that Brilliant has and they just don't know how to get it. Right. Even like with the supplies, you know, they limit how much like with certain stuff we need, they limit. And yep. it's like you got to call the doctors to try and, you know, get them to push it through just yep. for that. Like y'all send all this unnecessary stuff when we yep. need, you know, these specific items. Yep. Like, um, for instance, and I'm so grateful for Jeremiah's mom because she sent me some probes, the post sensor probes. She wow. sent me a whole big bag of them. And she said she has more of I need them to let her know because I only get 17 a month. There's 30 to 31 days in a month and Braylon walks. He's a walking toddler. Like, right. And he's supposed to wear this thing all the time and y'all want him to keep it on and walk it's on I'm going to have to change it. And one yeah, time... Yeah, because them things like, be messing up. Exactly. About three months ago, I'm not exaggerating. I got a box of 17 and seven out of those 17 did not even work. Oh, no. Yeah, that's how they be. Even like with the for the G-Tube, I had to call... You know the doctor to see because you know like you we get we got to have backup traits but i'm like yeah. you know what if her button come out and like if it got a hole or something i need a backup for that just in case yeah you have to get a script for it we yeah, had to so I, yeah we end up to get a script, script for a backup youtube yeah, yeah we had oh to get wow that, we only get for one button. you know one every three months yep mm-hmm. yeah i got like four youtubes up in here Oh dang! Yeah, no, they just do one every three months. I probably like, got more than I got one right here, one uh-huh. inside Brillin, right? I got one right here under his um, his monitor. I keep one in the car, and I got like See? two in the closet. Mm-mm. Nope. And no. the last time he had one changes in December, and they changed. I didn't even have to use the one I had at home because they changed it in clinic. Oh, that was good. Wow. Yeah, 
And they asked me when I was in clinic uh, last week, they said, hey, mom, do you need us to change the G2? I'm like, no, he's good. We just changed it in December. Mm-hmm. I said, when do y'all think I should change it again? And they said, like, in three to four months, you know, just let us know if y'all need us right. to change it. And That's I good. guess it all depends on who you talk to. Because they, shoot, I've been to the hospital and they've changed it for me as well when I was having a hard time getting it put back in. And they, they used theirs. They like, oh, they, and they told me, they said, we know you don't get much, so just go ahead and keep y'all's. And we'll yeah. Yeah. yeah, they do do that. They do. They give you all the extra supplies. She said, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to walk out, but you can take the whatever you need. <laughs> That's so funny. And it depends on who it is because before COVID, they was like that. They was like, I found out that they throw everything in the way. After you, after your baby is discharged, everything in that room gets thrown away. Yeah, I was yep. packing. I had so much stuff. Exactly. I was packing. I need mm-hmm. those fringes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's just mm-hmm. sad because y'all know families need these medical things and instead of y'all giving it to them, y'all throw it away. That's really yeah. sad. But it's, with these insurances, really, the insurance is the people that's the hold up. They want to yeah. prove certain stuff or it got to be a necessity and all this. Like, this stuff is a necessity. What do you it think? It is. And you know what? We, we are sitting here complaining about insurance, but let me tell y'all, we are actually pretty blessed because I'm going to have a mom come on mm-hmm. either Friday or Saturday. It depends on my schedule. <laughs> okay. I think it's going to be Friday because Raylan's going to have a nurse. But um, either Friday or Saturday, she's going to come on and join us on the podcast. Uh-huh. She lives in the Grenada, Bahamas, and she oh. has to pay for everything out of pocket. Their insurance is trash. That's horrible. Dang. I can't that. Uh-uh. I yeah. really can't. Her daughter is three going on four, and she needs um, occupational therapy and physical therapy equipment that she can't get in Grenada. You know, and like the braces that Braylon has, I don't know yeah. if everybody knows, but Braylon has braces that help him walk. The um, AFOs. Yeah, the AFOs yeah, and the AFOs. Has them too. Yeah, she can't get that because their insurance don't cover it. They don't have, and they don't have the right therapist down there to help her with the stuff. I think she said like there's one therapist on the whole island. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, my so God. she's definitely going to come on here and she's going to talk to us about that too, Dang. because it's, it's, it's it got to be something that we can do. We got to bring awareness about this because that's not right, and that's yeah. another reason why I started this to bring awareness. Because even though we think we got it bad, there's always somebody really else. Right. Yeah, they got it right. Yeah, yeah. Dang. That's horrible. Yeah, there's got to be something we can do. Even just even just talking about what's going on helps. Mhm. Mhm. Get a lot of shares, you know. We get yeah get viral. Because <laughs> I mean, so many know. people want to send our children stuff. It's other children, that, right? That's you what know that they, they, they need the help. Necessary they need the help when they yeah. Need yeah. That's when people to... ask me. I'm like, really don't need nothing. He got enough stuff, y'all. Mhm. Hmm. But that's why it's always good to you know get all the supplies you need from you know Medicaid. And because then whatever, you know, like if a parent don't have it, we can That's always, true. you know, ship it or whatever yeah. we can do. That is true. Yeah, because there's parents who don't have who don't accept Medicaid or cannot get Medicaid yeah. because they're married and their husband may make too much or right. they work right. and they may make too much and they don't get enough supplies for their children. And I'm in like the trait mom group. So whenever I uh-huh. see somebody that needs something, if I have it, I'll I'll Yeah. Like I asked one time what that was when I was new in the trach mom groups and I asked what what supplies are not covered by your insurance 
and so many people it was that on there shrinks yeah, are sure. not covered what? uh g2 buttons are not covered so many things it's no crazy. See, for tracks we always got like two a month yeah 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 you know the up the right the one that's you but know the some right people are right paying now, out of pocket for that yeah, yeah. And that's expensive i'm sure uh-huh. it is. i'm sure yeah, of it so bad it's for tough. those people but a lot of people don't realize, and I don't know if this is just South Carolina, but Braylon's one of Braylon's early interventions put me onto this because she knew that DeMarco was about to get a newer, higher paying job. And mm-hmm. she was like basically saying, you know, um, you need to get the Tefra. The Tefra is, uh, and you might want to look into this too, Elizabeth, but the okay. Tefra is a type of Medicaid where no matter how much you or your spouse makes, as long as your child has that diagnosis, they will not cut you off. Yep, oh, that's that what we good. got. Mm-hmm. You got that too? Yeah. Yeah, we that's what we, that. we, uh-huh. we ended up getting it last year from Mr. Berlin because I wanted to, like, and this, it also covers, like, in-home therapy. So yep. he's not forced to go to school to Ooh. get therapies. Mm-hmm. He that's can stay good. home and get those therapies no matter how much me or his dad makes. Yep. That's good. That's really good. So a lot of people, of course, they don't know because they weren't informed, but mm-hmm. it's a different name for each state. But definitely look into that if you're listening because it may help you and your child and, and you know, or someone you know that has a child that has a special ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, for ours, it's called, like, she has, you know, Medicaid, but she has the tra- traditional Medicaid, meaning it's not going to go, you know, like, if we make too much money. And, like, right. you get that option to have the therapy in home. And then it's another, like, we're getting on, like, she was on the waiver i think it was for like you know the birth to three but she graduated from that but it, you know if you want to do the in-home we can but it's still it's like you know it's still good benefits basically so they can't cut you off you know because your income because you know they got certain different yeah. categories where they can cut you off and then it's like a mm-hmm. i don't know it's, it's like so if we don't share this information no one else is talking about it. And then I don't know. Do you guys like she has a um like a case manager through the like the waiver? I don't know if yeah. they call the yeah. waiver down there. Yeah. Talk to that person. She, she give us all the she's a good, you know, caseworker. She give us all the information on everything we need versus, yeah. you know, in the hospital. They just give you the bare minimum. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There's so many people that like others li- listen to us don't realize there's so many people we have to talk to and check yeah, in with run around every month mm-hmm. our point of call. like not just doctors and therapists it's so many yeah. this program and that program there's yeah. so many people that we have to talk to yeah, <laughs> every month calls, do appointments every like, we deal with people almost every day yes every mm-hmm. day we have somebody come here every day a therapist uh, early intervention is you yeah. get a phone call about this so yes about that uh the coordinator calls hey does really need anything is everything okay yeah and <laughs> to check on him like yeah they don't understand this and it's actually and you know i do want to talk about mental health breaks you know because i feel like as parents ah! it's important for us to take mental health breaks and i wanted to yeah. ask ladies how do y'all do how do y'all take y'all mental health breaks? And I feel like Elizabeth is probably a little bit harder for you because you have four children. It is. I don't know if I do. <laughs> I don't know. Rachel, why are you right now this in my ear? <laughs> posting on, you know, on Facebook and social media is is an outlet. 
it is an outlet because mm-hmm. it's helping me tap into creativity mm-hmm. that I haven't used in a while. Like I studied acting, so y'all hear me doing voiceovers. I'm just tapping back <laughs> into me. <laughs> I'm just getting back into who I am. So it's mm-hmm. really giving me an outlet. And yeah, that 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 has been my mental health <laughs> release. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad that you mentioned that you studied acting because that takes me back to some people asking us if we have degrees. Have you ever been asked that question? Degrees? If you have a degree. Oh, no, I never, no, no one ever, I've never seen that. Give it some time. You will. No, well, some, yeah, yeah, they will ask you. Somebody give it some time. If I have a degree, and I'm like, well, you know what? I do have a degree, but what is my degree? What do that guy do with anything? Taking care of Braylon. Exactly. I know they always ask, you know, um, are you in nursing or what's the other one? They yeah, that's that. It's yeah. another one. I tell them I don't have to be Do a you nurse get a break? I, I don't have that. to be a nursing. Oh, yeah, they always ask me if I get a break. <laughs> I mean, do all moms get breaks? I feel like people <laughs> no, are moms no, 24-7. No. You know? Like, I'm a mom first, you know? My break is when I go to sleep or when his dad comes home. Right. Home. I don't yeah. understand Any it. other parent. Just like any other parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I'm never trying to be rude. I'm just answering the questions. (laughs) Yeah. Because sometimes we don't have the. It's not the right time and place to answer the way. Yeah, you can like you know message me or something about that instead of getting on live. Oh, do you have a degree? Yeah. (laughs) What what's what's the uh what's the medicate? You know stuff like some of the stuff is like. I'm not, you keep asking it, I'm not going to answer that. I told you why. Like, are you reading it or what? Oh, yeah, because Candace is actually one of my moderators, and she sees that people ask the same questions over and over again. Yeah. Like the the lady about the glasses. What? I'm confused. What what does that (laughs) got to do with anything? Every day she brings up my child glasses. It's like, okay, I know he wears glasses. And And they're the cutest glasses. He is cute in his glasses, but I think people fail to realize I'm on live two to three times a day, 45 minutes to an hour tops. That's three hours and 10 minutes out my day, right? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's 24 hours in a day. Braylon sleeps for seven hours, probably seven to eight hours. The rest of the day, when we're not on live, he has on his glasses sometimes. And we're on walks, he has on his glasses. When me and him are sitting on the floor playing and rolling the ball, he right. Is yeah, it but it's like five minutes in the live. That can be the first comment. Where's his yep. glasses? She probably just turned the camera on. Okay. That's so funny. Glasses commander. That's what I'm going to call her, the glasses commander. No, but it'd be like, I don't know. Sometimes it's like you don't know if people are trying to, you know, get under your skin or if they're trying to mm-hmm. make fun of the issue or like, yeah, you know, it's like you don't know. It's yeah, I don't know. See what and, people, and people don't understand because the way we're reading it, Sometimes people can come off as kind of being rude and disrespectful to us and our children. That's what we're trying to point out. We have to talk to so many different people in a given day. mm -hmm. We don't need that. Exactly. We have to deal with so many different people and their energies on on, on every day. Oh, mama, she. And then Candace, she has a work from home job. So not only does she have to deal with the work from home job people when she's calling them, they're calling right. Them, they asking me rhetorical questions. 
And she has to deal with people on live, and then she has to deal with. And you know what? We appreciate you guys who ask us questions on live. It's not that we yes. don't yes, some people like, really ask some phenomenal questions. Some phenomenal questions, and I'll let them know that was a really good question. Mm-hmm. It was a question that I would never think about answering. So we do appreciate you guys who ask really good questions. But y'all know the people who are listening and who watch it. Y'all know there's that one person that comes on there every day. That tries to be funny and asks the dumb question. Or like mm-hmm. it's like they copying and pasting the question. You yes. get on, let me hurry up and paste this to the live. Yes. <laughs> and they keep oh, typing no. it or keep copying and yeah, pasting it they do. back to back to back. I don't know. No, I don't either. So to clarify, and I think this is really good because we get to vent. It is. This is part of our mental health break, too. <laughs> yes, this, is, this is really part of our mental health it break. It is. Because we get to talk. We're moms in the trait community, and we get to vent, and it's very enjoyable. If anybody feels some type of way about that, you don't have to listen to our podcast. Yeah, sure it's don't. It's free. This is a free podcast. Mm-hmm. We're, we're able to voice our opinions and, and do what makes us happy. Yep. So, yeah. I'm glad that me and Elizabeth and Candace have found each other. We're yes. able to talk and, and vent. We, yes. we can understand each other because we are parents who have gone through the same type of struggles, similar struggles, you know, having our children early, them being in the picture with the queue, them being diagnosed with their diagnosis. So I really, really am appreciative of you guys. No, we appreciate you because... Yeah. I mean, we're here with you, but you you took that stand, and mm-hmm. that's uh, that's amazing. Like it really is. Yes, I like to do it, y'all. <laughs> Let me tell y'all. It started from me being at work one night. I used to work from ten p.m. to six a.m. Uh, this is when they told us that Berlin was going to have a trait. I went on YouTube and I googled, you know, children with traits. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that was me. Me too. Little two-minute videos of parents doing the trait change or trait care, and I'm like, mm-hmm. this is not enough. No. What yeah. do you do with your child all day long? Like, what do you do? I saw another video of a lady taking her child into the living room, and she was giving her the, giving her the G2 feed oh. and holding her child, but that was about it. Okay, what activities do you do with your child all day long? Like, I needed to see things, creative things, interactive things, things to teach your child. You know, I started looking up videos about sign language. I mean, I was looking up stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is not enough information. It's not. But I decided, you know what? I'm going to be that person to put that information out there for other parents because this information that I'm finding is not enough for me. So I Mm -mm. know it's not enough for them. Mm -mm. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's really sad because there's so many children that are born premature mm-hmm. and that have to go through having a trach, and it feels pretty hopeless at first being a parent. Mm-hmm. It really until until you stumble upon the G tube and the trait communities because the hospital does not tell you. Oh no, they don't put you in touch with people. No, yeah, because my first figure it thing, out. like when I knew I had to go through this, I'm like, I did everything right in my pregnancy. You know, there's parents that be you know like smoking and drinking and doing all this stuff. Like why, you know, why did I have to go? What did I do wrong? I, right, that's how I felt too. I used to always think about that. Like, why me? What did I do wrong? 
I was mad at the Maka for a little while because I told him, I said, maybe you stressed me out, you know? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, I told him that. I yeah. said, maybe you stressed me out or something. I don't know. But he really didn't stress me out. While I, while I was pregnant with Brenda, he was really good. He would bring me food every day. I couldn't leave the house to go, like, buy toiletries. I couldn't buy my toothpaste. Toothbrush, and that was really depressing for me. I was really kind of depressed because I would be in that the room depressing. all day watching TV or I, yeah. I was on yeah. bed rest. So yeah. I would text him. I'd be like, I need I need this dove. I would send him pictures of the dove that I need. I need this deodorant. I need toothpaste. I need toothbrush. I need this. I need that. I need, And yeah. he would bring it to me when he got off work. I was like, okay, I'm hungry. Can you bring me some kicking chicken? And then I would get the <laughs> kicking chicken and he'd be like, don't waste my money if you're going to just throw it up. And I'd be like, throw it up. And I would sit up and sit up. And he would sit there. And this is when I was living with my mom. So he would just come in my room and he would sit there and watch me eat. And I would just sit. It would take me hours to eat one meal. Just And he would sit there to make sure I wouldn't throw up. And he would fall asleep. Then he would wake up and go back home. Mm-hmm. And that was just it. <laughs> but yeah, I think it was... Aww. I was kind of... Really, Why do I keep really, really, But I knew that he would be okay. I was very optimistic about Mr. Brilliant and him mm-hmm. growing up and coming home. Ooh, wow. <laughs> I'm looking at you now. Yup, that's right. I just, I mean, like her primary nurse, they like, you know, just one day, you know, she'll, you know, the trach will come out, she'll, you know, like her diagnosis will go away, stuff like that. They just yeah. kept, you know, because, you know, sometimes you just go to NICU and, you know, sit there with the baby and just bust out crying or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, it's going to be okay. This is not like permanent. She'll outgrow it. That's real. She'll make the decision. Yep. Give her time. Give him time. Yeah. He'll make the decision. They Sometimes all these baby need, babies need is time. That's but all. sometimes, you know, like some, some of the kids thrive when they go home. You know, yep. they might, you know, feel a lot or alarm or, you know making the nurses run in there but when they go home they're at home you know they're not in that hospital environment right. so they thrive better most of them do and they're comfortable and they know that they're loved they have their parents and yeah they got these needles and you know all this stuff jazz oh yeah because they don't oh. understand when our kids are in the hospital, they keep them hooked up to the freaking IV machine. Yeah, not only, everything. They, not only are they on the vent and hooked up to the feeding machine, they're hooked up to the IV machine, IV. they're hooked up to the blood pressure monitor, yeah. they're hooked yep. up to the monitor that monitors their heart rate and their oxygen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is, is there something that I missed that they were hooked up to? Because <laughs> they are hooked up to some stuff now. Yeah. Even like when we still go to the doctor, you know, ladies just be crying because you know you go to the doctor they got the mask on she already know what yes. that means it's like it's traumatized so they it's like, are I'm trying, you know go live when we at the doctors but she already crying they just mm-hmm. opened the door <laughs> yeah it's true because <laughs> they were when um victor had to go um in the emergency room the mm-hmm. the nurses they remembered him of course because he's he left the hospital in july but they were all, oh, he has PTSD, and they were kind of laughing. It's like that's not funny. Like he does have PTSD. Why like, would they laugh? He's about scared. That? Yeah, these kids are yeah. really traumatized. Yes, because like you said, it's the pandemic. Y'all are all wearing masks. They do remember, you know, being in the hospital. They remember and it's scary. Picked and jabbed and everything. Yes, I mean, I'm sure Braylon has um. 
Anna have um, IV oh, scars. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right on her forehead. She yeah, has yeah. Brillen's forehead, forehead too. Yep. <laughs> Brillen has one on his forehead, and then yep. he has one on his head. Brillen pulled the IV out oh, when he gosh, was like three or four Brilliant. months old, and yeah. blood got spilling out the top of his head. Oh, yep. Lord. He still got that little mark. Because yeah. they put it everywhere else, it wouldn't stick, but they come yep. out the head. I'm like, you can't do it nowhere else. That. Yep, they I'm put it in Brillen's head. Yep. On Braylon's on Braylon's like wrist is really dark from when they kept the ivy in too long. Oh and he had it also on his ankles as well. Yeah. Even like when I have to go get labs, I don't you know, I don't really like getting labs done because you know they be crying and stuff, but she already yeah. got, you know, so many marks from the NICU. It's like dang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our children are so strong, people don't realize that that like uh-huh. They're so strong. They've been through stuff that most adults won't go through. Yep. One thing, though, that, you know, I get tired of doing, you know, like when you go to a doctor's appointment, like, y'all all using the same system. You already know her diagnosis. You already yep. know all this. You steady act. Just pull it up. <laughs> no, that's true. I get tired, you know, keep acting. When they say, oh, well, like when we went to the, the G2, they was, the G2 place, they were saying, um, like, well, why does she need the G tube? And you, the chart right there don't it say why she needs it. You asking me? I think sometimes it just be the nurses, you know. And that's something talk. too, because a lot of the metal we know more about what our children go through than a lot of the nurses in the medical mm-hmm. community at large. Like mm-hmm. it's such a specific diagnosis that our children are undergoing yeah. that. They really they know general medicine. They they really don't know. Mm-hmm. I think I uh, hopefully we're getting a lot of medical professionals as well because y'all need to know. Yep. Well, yeah. I get a lot of uh, comments from nursing students that say that I have taught them a lot, <laughs> some stuff that they didn't even learn while they were in school. Yeah, so, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They don't, because I feel like even coming in to like suction our children, they treat it just as hospital rounds. It's like suctioning is not a hospital round right. type thing. It's a all the time type thing. Or like when you said, you know, like when you called the emergency, like 911 or whatever, yep. the hospital come, the EMT, they're they not really knowledgeable about No, they're not at, at all. all. At and all. It's, it's annoying. One, I had one EMT who knew a little bit because his wife was a nurse at MUSC. Mm-hmm. And he had he went up on Braylon's peep or something. And Braylon's doctor was very upset about that. And I was like, yeah. one of the first times that I had, like, when Braylon had first came home. Mm-hmm. But, like, now, I don't, that's when I used to call an EMT. Now, yeah. I don't call them. I take care of Braylon at home. And if I feel like he needs to go to the hospital, I call the emergency line. I get in touch with Yeah, the palm, yeah. Or pulmonologist. And I let them know, hey, at 5 a.m., I'll be bringing Braylon in. Yeah. yeah, because yeah, because I mean, like when we came home, yeah, we had some you know trips to the ER and stuff. But after a while, it's like they don't know what they're doing. Either they way, don't. children's is an hour, and they sent me a five hundred dollar bill too. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, they did. And then it was like one time, like when I you know did take her to the ER, they was taking too long because they had to transfer us to you know the children. It was an hour away. I just asked, mm. can I just get discharged and I drive there? They was like, you know, if you leave the hospital, we get we'll give you a time frame. You got this long to make it there, and we're gonna call to verify if you're there. If not, we're gonna call, you know, child protective service. What in the world? I've never yeah. wow. I'm like, y'all taking this long. 
Indiana, if that was the case, I could have just drove to, you know, children. Right. I'm waiting all this time, waiting for a transfer. And then y'all want to treat me, you know, treat us like this. Give me a time frame. I mean, you know, I made it there in time, but it's like, oh my gosh. come on now. Are you doing that, you know, because I'm black or what? Yeah, that's what we feel. <laughs> that, yeah. We, I know oh more than gosh. all y'all in here. I'm suctioning. I'm doing all this. <laughs> yeah, because like when I was in the ambulance with Victor, I'm doing the ambu bag. Yeah, they like, just be driving. Yeah. They don't know where the suction you tell them. Mm-mm. They don't know what this alarm means. Nope. The only thing they know is when the kid turned a different color, seem like. Pretty okay. much, yeah. We trying to vent the kid from turning that color. Yeah. People don't understand, like, we are 24-hour caregivers, okay? Even when we sleep, I my ears are literally trained. Oh, yeah. To, if yeah. I'm sleeping in my room, Brilla sleeps in his room. I have two speakers in my room. One is a VTEC and one is a Motorola speaker and camera. My ears are trained, and his dad's ears are too. Or if I only hear it, I wake his dad up and I say, Hey, go suction Brillin. But I listen to Brillin's breathing patterns even in my mm-hmm. sleep. Yeah, you gotta and know. Once, mm-hmm. once his yep. breathing pattern change, you could tell if it's speed up. If it's speed up, that means he needs to be suctioned. I'd be yep. like, Hey, Marco, go suction Brillin. Like mm-hmm. you can literally hear the breathing pattern, you can hear the raspiness when they need to be yep. suctioned in your sleep. I might yep. ears are trained. To hear Braylon's breathing pattern when it changes while he's sleeping. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Even when you know he. What happened, Candace? Candace. Oh. That's Candace? been happening to me too. She probably had to oh. refresh. It. Oh, what? Ha- yeah, my screen had. You hear me now? Yep. Mine had did that a few times. <laughs> I was like, whoa, what happened? No, I was just saying, you know, like once he do, you know, like they come off the vent, you will still, like once he decan, you'll still be dr- like thinking, oh, I got to get up. The line might be beeper or something like that. Because mm-hmm. I know, Alaysia, I still do it. And, you know, she's not on the vent, but it's like, you know, it's just anxiety or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now that you mentioned that, how is it different from her being off the vent? Like now that she's decannulated, like what's different? So the only di- I mean, she- uh oh, Candace. Yeah, I'm here. Sleep mode thing off. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the main difference, I mean, you know, like she sleeps in the room with me. She has her own bed, but before, you know, when she was on the vent and stuff, and we did have nursing, she was in her room. But the difference mm-hmm. is, I mean, you know, she just more free. We still have the post ops, but I only use that like if she gets sick or you know she start breathing different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's really like I mean, it's the same because once you know once they get off the vent and they doing like you know he doing his trach trials, the H and me the speaking valve, it's gonna be smooth. It's not gonna be like you know any difference really. Oh, I about to ask you about her coughing, but I hear her. Oh yeah. Aww. She's coughing right here, my ear. Yeah, I'm about to say, how does she like? She she does good with the coughing. Yeah, she coughs everything up most of That's the time. Good. Or I do, you know, the pat her back. Okay. 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 So I guess clearly you don't have to suction her because she doesn't have a treat. No, but I still you I use the suction machine for like you know oh. her nose. Her okay, nose. Yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. I use the little sucker thing. Yeah, because we still get supplies for it, so I still use it. Mm-hmm. But like coughing and stuff, she coughs up mostly, you know, this everything. But if it's sick, I just give her that breathing treatment and thin it out. 
Big girl. Yeah. <laughs> People don't realize that's truly amazing. Like, <sighs> yeah, they just don't know. The stuff we they gotta go don't know. Look back and you're like, wow. Time went by so fast. Mm-hmm. And as you and Elisa have come a long way. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We've been, you know, it's been tough. And then just me having her in a whole nother state. I had a, my place here. It was like, you know, I had to drive back and forth. Gosh. That video you posted with her walking journey, like, oh my. I started crying. Like, yeah, ooh. because I was, you know, with PT, you know, that was, I, you know, how we set goals and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they might be delayed, but we're going to set these goals and, you know, yeah. we're going to keep pushing. Laysia was, you know, crying sometimes. <laughs> Or, you know, trying to just fall out to avoid, you know, doing what people yeah. want. But, Pray no, we're going to keep pushing. We'll get it <laughs> one day. And I was thinking, I wish y'all could ship that man that PT Yeah, he's us. good. That's what he yeah. like it. I like the person we have as a lady, but I like the videos you posted. That man was on it. Like, he got, you know, the AFOs. He was good. Like, any scripts we need, he suggested we need, you know, like, before... You know, she, like she graduated from the in-home. He had said that she might need a stroller, you know, to get on for the bus. But he ended up saying we could just use the regular stroller. That's Because, like, if she needed, like, she had a walker, everything. He was getting our walker. <laughs> but, like, Malaysia didn't walk as, you know, like how Bur- Hmm? We say this? Her sleep mode, my dear. Oh, it, there it goes. Oh, okay. no, I was saying, you know, Lacey, she didn't really, like, walk or anything while she was still on the vent. It took her a while to, like, start walking. We started yeah. Really? I think what I did was with Mr. Braylon, I, and I think I showed those videos where I would take him in the ventilator in the hallway, and mm-hmm. I would put him down on the wall, and I'd be like, okay, let's walk. Wow. He would hold on to the wall. That's how he started walking to the side. He was sidestepping oh. walking. Oh, he, he really liked that. He would sidestep and walk up and down the hall. Mm-hmm. Then I would put the vent in the middle of the hallway yep. and teach him how to go from one side of the wall Sit to the up. vent to the oh, other yeah. side of the wall and walk down the hallway to get back to his room. That's how I yeah. do with him. We're, yeah, we're see, we was doing like now. the couch. We was doing like from the couch to the table. She was doing a little bit, but the wall seemed more better. You know, mm-hmm. closer. I would take him to the indoor playground mm-hmm. and have him use. They had like a buggy there, and yep. I would hold yeah. on to his vent, and I would tell him to push the buggy and walk, 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 walk. Go ahead, brother, you can do it. And I think Brilly liked to see me and his dad walk, and I think walk. it helped that his yeah, older yeah. siblings would come over, and he mm-hmm. would see them walking around. So he wanted to walk too. Walk, right? Yeah. What, did either Braylon or Alicia crawl, or Braylon? did they kind of skip that step? Which. Um, Oh, he crawled? Yeah, she did. She crawled for a little bit. But she, she did it for a little bit. You know, she went right to walking. Same with Brillen. He only did it for a little while. Not really. Yeah. Brillen really hated the tummy time. And they say he hated the tummy time because he had a trait. Yeah. And that's yeah, what I think is going is. on with Victor. Mm-hmm. Lazy couldn't keep her nogging up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But Elizabeth, honestly, when I see Mr. Victor, and I told you this when I watched him, when I see Victor, I do compare him to Braylon. I know we're not supposed to compare our children, but I compare him to Braylon when Braylon was that age. And I mm-hmm. honestly feel like, and Braylon's my child, and I'm saying this, 
mm-hmm. Victor is more ahead than Braylon was at that age. Yeah, definitely. So. That's what I was going to Yeah, especially like with yes. Lisa too. Uh-huh. Yes, I know so. Because Victor's already like sitting up and looking around. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. When Braylon, was, when Braylon was one and a half, he just had started sitting up yep. in his mm-hmm. little boxy chair. So yep. Victor came home, he was sitting up, girl. So yeah, yeah. he's like ahead. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to just keep doing what you're doing. Because right. I feel like Victor, he's good. Like, I know you're probably worried about him walking, girl. He's going to walk. He probably he gonna walk. And be walking when he turns walking. two. Yeah, like probably two, late two, almost He's three. ready. Braylon started walking a month before his third birthday. So you got this, Elizabeth. Okay. Yeah. We're working on it. Fun. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You definitely got this. Thank you. We're going to have to plan a trick, Mom, trip, because I would love for me, you, and Candace to go somewhere to take our kids to the museum or something. You know? Yeah. Be so nice. Time. So we can play, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Like, I would really love that. That would be amazing. It really mm-hmm. would. Well, I guess this is it, guys. This, I'm about to go to bed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Everybody had a beautiful night. So everybody, don't forget to subscribe and follow our children. Okay, we got mm-hmm. Braylon the Premi Warrior, Woo-hoo. we got Alasia the Premi, and we got Victory Woo-hoo. for Mister Victor. Well, Victory Woo-hoo. for Victor. I call him because <laughs> he's like a little man, he's so adorable. Yeah. Okay, Victory for Victor. So you guys, don't forget to follow our children to really see their journeys, not just hear their journeys, but yeah. to visually see their journeys. Yes, and to always keep up with them. Because they're going to be grown before we know it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they are. They're going to be adults, okay? Driving their cars, moving into their house, getting married. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Yes. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Elizabeth and Candace, I hope y'all have a beautiful night. Yeah, you too. All right. you. Good night. Thank you. All right, girl. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye. 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 <laughs>